Uh, welcome to the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadrees Parker, aka Coach. The people may say, Coach of what? Well, I'm glad you asked. I started my journey as a weight loss coach back in 2013, uh, selling nutritional products and supplements to help assist people in losing weight. Around the same time, about a month later, I started a Couch to 5K program to help local individuals run their first 5K. So it was a 12-week program, taking them from never running a day in their life into being able to run their first 5K. And it was a 12-week program. We would pick a race and systematically build them up to get ready to run that race in 12 weeks. What I love about it and what I still love about it is that Unlike any other home video workout system that you can plug into, uh, there is something at the end of the tunnel. There's something at the end of the rainbow, something that you are striving for. Yes, the before and after pictures look great when you start a home six-week exercise regimen or something like that, but when you are lined up at the starting line with a race bib on, And the energy from all these people of experienced runners, beginners such as yourself, you guys are all striving for one thing, and that is to start the race and to finish the race stronger than when you started. And it's just a great thing. Everyone pulling together for one common cause. And a lot of these races that we sign up to are going towards good charities. It could be for breast cancer awareness or Uh, Crohn's disease, how we can battle and and overcome that. We also have our race that we put together ourselves. So I told you in 2013, I started this and now it's 2019 and we just came off of our third annual Keep Calm and Run to the Best You 5K. And that 5K helps disabled children in our community be able to play baseball on a nice cushion field tons of volunteers come out and help disabled children and adults play for baseball teams that you will see on espn like the yankees and the phillies and the seattle mariners they have the actual uniforms it's a very very beautiful field and we are happy to put together a 5k event that not only helps our community get healthier as families but also go to a cause like helping um, our disabled children in our community as well. So just to tell you a little bit more about myself, this podcast is not going to have a co-host, okay? Uh, I will answer questions, and at times I will have guests on the podcast, either someone from our community, community who we've helped lose weight, Maybe it's a business owner and why they may be discussing why they need energy to perform their business. I just enjoy talking to so many different people and and finding out what makes them tick and and learning from them and then taking their experiences and seeing how I can apply it to what I do. And so I don't have a script. I did type some stuff out here. It took me a couple of minutes before I actually hit the begin recording button because, uh, you know, this is a different realm, okay? 
So if I was to share with you my story, it started uh, back in high school. I wanted to play basketball, but I grew up with breathing issues. I couldn't breathe. I always felt like I had a little stomach, so I felt like, you know, I wasn't never in shape, especially if I couldn't run because I had breathing issues. But I wanted to play basketball. I loved watching Michael Jordan, and I would go out in the backyard, and I would practice. Well, I heard that some on the basketball team tried out for cross country, and they used cross country to get in shape for basketball. So I said, you know, that's a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, run and get in shape, and then when I go to tryouts, I'm going to be amazing. So I ran. I was the worst on the team and uh, had all kinds of breathing issues. It was hard for me to keep up and everything like that. We had... Uh, country meets, uh, the county meets, I should say, and uh, that's when all the different high schools came together. I came next to last. Uh, I turned in a time of like 25 minutes, and at that time, the teenagers are doing, you know, 19 minutes, 21, mid-21s. The elite of our our high school was doing probably, probably like 17 minutes. So anyway, I tried out for basketball. But again, I was in my 11th, I was in 11th grade, tried out for basketball, shot air balls. I only got like two or three shots. What was hilarious is that when I would go outside and practice at my foster parents' home, they had a court that we used to lower so that we can dunk on it. (laughs) That's crazy, right? We used to dunk on this court all the time. So when I get into practice now, I get into the tryouts, I go to shoot my shot, and it's it's so flat. It's such an air ball. And let me tell you, the high school that I went to, if you weren't playing basketball as a freshman, they were very serious. We won state championships as a high school. But the coach used to recruit players that wasn't even in our town. He used to recruit them because he wanted a good basketball team. Who can blame him? You want to win, right? You don't sign up to something and uh, just to come in last place. You want to do your best. And so... I can see why he did what he did. I did not make the team. But later that year, uh, you know, fast forward to the end of the school year, I'm riding my bike everywhere. My foster parents didn't tell me that there was a, a bus that take you from our home area to the mall. So I would ride my bike. I got picked up a summer job. I'm riding my bike everywhere. I'm walking. No one never told me about a bus. So one time... The, my foster parents pulled me to the side and said, Sidrisa, we need to talk to you. We wanted to know, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? What's, that, what's going on? And they said that, you know, it looks like you've been losing a lot of weight and we're concerned. You haven't been using drugs, have you? I uh, suppose using certain drugs makes you skinny. And, yeah, they're concerned about that. So I'm like, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not using anything. I've just been walking, riding my bike. I guess they never put it together that I'm getting more exercise. So I just, like, that story always stood out to me as an adult. Um, You know, fast forward to senior year, I tried to go back out for cross country. The coach, everything was lining up. The coach was getting ready to say that I was going to, if I keep what I'm doing up in preseason, I'm going to get most improved player. Uh, runner because my times has come down dramatically and then he breaks the news to me that 
I was ineligible because my grades wasn't good enough. So in senior year, I didn't run cross country. I didn't get on the basketball team. I didn't even try out for it. I got into the job program where I would leave school early to go work. And uh, the rest is history. So as an adult now, I have a child, you know, early early 20s. I got my, my son. By the age of 22, I got another son. So life is happening. And I'm putting picking up some weight here and there. So I would go running to lose weight, remembering what I did in high school. And it's it's something that I used to always do. It was almost like a roller coaster. Like I would uh, put on some weight and then I would go run three miles because that's what we did in cross country. And then I would sign up to some races. I was like mid-20s getting ready to uh, turn early, getting ready to turn 30 or so. And I were signed up to these five Ks that help keep me motivated to keep running. And at the time, I used to have a hard time just getting under 30 minutes. That was my goal. Let me get under 30 minutes for the 5K. Well, that was always a challenge. It was like 32 minutes and, and things like that. Again, picking up weight. Well, I decided to just kind of... I don't know if I decided to, or again, life just happens where I wasn't running at all. And now it's 2009. My wife just had uh, our our fourth son and she's away at a special school, special training. And my son's two, two weeks old and I'm playing basketball with my three older sons. They're like 16, uh, 15, and, and 13, right? And we're, we're, we're getting competitive in the front yard. I mean, we are going at it. I'm like 35 years old. And my 16, he, he might have been turn, getting ready to turn 17. Maybe he just turned 17. And he is, he, he doesn't like how dad is fouling him. I mean, I'm, I'm mauling him. I'm grabbing him. I'm making sure they don't score because the next bucket wins. And we're going hard. So it worked. He didn't get the ball. They didn't score. I And now our team has a ball. So my son's like, he feels manly, you know. He's like 17 years old. He's like, you know what? You want to foul me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what it's like. I mean, he was he was going hard. He wasn't afraid that dad was going to turn around and we were going to fight in that driveway. He wasn't afraid of that. Nah, he was, he was elbowing me in my neck. He jumped on my back. He was so mad at what I did to him. And instead of me calling foul, I just pivoted and turned with him on my back to make that layup, to show him how strong I was. And next thing you know, I'm on the ground holding my leg, my knee, the ligaments that holds my knee together is called the patella tendon. They just popped and my kneecap is floating up into my my quadricep area. It was so painful. My wife had to come flying back home from her school to find me in the emergency room in pain. Okay. That put me down for quite some time. Um, now in September when I, or it was late August or September or something, I had a cast on for like almost six weeks before they actually performed the surgery. It was, it was terrible. So they performed the surgery, right? And uh, I, before they performed the surgery, I should say, I got on the scale 
I didn't realize. Now I'm five foot seven. I didn't realize that I allowed myself to get up to 217 pounds at five seven. So back when I was thinking about my weight, I used to think 185 was hard. You know, I used to think, man, at 185, I gotta lose weight. I gotta go running. You know, and so to get up to 217 pounds and not even realize it was uh, very eye-opening. I believe it was part of the reason why I ruptured my patella tendon. Um, yeah, we got a little aggressive and things got wild, but it would have never got to that with uh, me having my athletic ability, my mobility, my, my flexibility from stretching and different, doing different things like that. But really carrying that extra weight around was uh, very, very hard on me. So again, my wife was, uh, my son was just two weeks old. So as my wife was eating, I must have been eating right along with her. When I show my, uh, at the time when he was five years old, my nine year, he's uh, going going on 10 now. When I would show him the before and after pictures of my transformation, he used to say, uh, dad, were you pregnant with me? Like, you know, cause I, it, it showed all in my stomach area and that, that belly fat is, is a cause of a lot of diseases and a lot of, uh, heart attacks. It's what they call in the health industry, visceral fat, the visceral fat that's in your abdominal area, again, is the cause of a lot of, uh, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, the list goes on and on and on. You want to get that visceral fat down fast as possible and it's not easy at times you know some people have gastric bypass surgery to lose weight I know some people in my family who's had gastric bypass surgery um and some individuals that have that surgery put the weight back on why is that why do you think that is one of the reasons why is that they have not mentally, fully mentally committed to the journey in the process of losing weight. The doctors that perform the weight loss surgery will uh, put you through mental things. They might say for a year, try diet and exercise, and then we'll see how much you can take off on your own, and then we'll perform the surgery. Well, when they put that time frame on it, the person is good for that year because that's what they want. They want to have that surgery. But then are they committed? I mean, we've seen people who had the surgery and after surgery want Taco Bell. That sounds crazy. I know they want KFC. That's crazy. I know like what you, you, you haven't even healed from surgery yet. And you're already thinking about what fast food you can eat. And so with our podcasts, running, intermittent fasting, and weight loss, we're going to talk about those three things, you know, how how a person can use an easy walk-run program, okay, and when, you th- when we talk about running, we're not talking about full-out sprinting, going crazy, you know, um, a person says, well, I have uh, knee surgery, I can't run, well, so did I. A person says, uh, you know, I weigh th- over 300 pounds, so I'll never run. You know, again, we're not talking about being a, an Olympian, you know, qualifying for the, the, the 2020 Olympics or anything like that. We're talking about signing up to some of these events that's locally 
if you want to throw yourself in a category of a weekend warrior, you know, where you do this uh, once a month, twice a month, or every single weekend, okay? And those that's what we're talking about. And some of these events, you can just walk. We just did a, uh, an event over the weekend. It was called the Ocean City Police Chase. That was a three, a 5K, which was a 3.1 mile run. For those that's new to, to running lingo, 5Ks are 3.1 miles. And then they had a two-mile walk. Do you think those individuals that came out for that two-mile walk, we don't know what was in their minds. Maybe they just overcame a uh, knee surgery themselves. And this is the first thing that they were able to do. Okay? That's great for them. Maybe they were able to get a sibling or, or, or one of their their their, uh, their their mates to come out and do that two-mile walk. That's a win. Okay? That's a win. And so... What we're going to be discussing in our podcast, we're going to be answering questions when it comes to uh, any of those running type of questions. What if a person wants to go longer than a 5K? What what, what does a person need to do to get started? Uh, And then we're going to talk about mindset a lot. Mindset when it comes to weight loss. When it comes to... Now, I I just glazed over that, that middle portion there, intermittent fasting. Now... I told you I started off with working with a nutrition company. I helped uh, train or help people with selling products. But at the end of the day, I was also one of the coaches at our local weight loss challenge. And instead of dwelling on the products, I was talking more so about their mindset and what it took to get from one one class to the next. And I, I was big on motivation. I love motivational quotes. I love listening to some some things that's going to help inspire me. And then in turn, I can help inspire you. And that's what, uh, that's what I'm used to bring to the weight loss challenges. So in 2013, I started with that company. I left in about probably late 2017. And then in 2018, things really had changed for me because I started to I started to like become a student of the of, of weight loss and I started to eliminate certain food groups. Um, I took this thing, you know, it was an elimination diet for 30 days and we eliminated like six problematic food groups from our diet for 30 days. And the picture, my before and after picture was crazy. I didn't do any extra running. Um, and I just, my, my visceral fat and my stomach area went down. So I told you I was at 217 pounds, right? In 2013. So in six months later, I got down to like 180, uh, 185 to, I, I was fluctuating between 182, 185, right? So I was down. If I can even go backwards a little bit, I apologize. In 2012, before I started with the nutrition company, I started calculating calories, you know, using my fitness pal app. I don't know if anyone ever used that. I used to love it. Used to. Okay. I used to love that app. So I got down from 217, you know, had the surgery, started rehabbing my knee, uh, lost some weight just by rehabbing my knee. And then in 2012, I decided I'm going to start 
uh, jogging again. And, and then I read a book called Run Less, Run Faster, which inspired me to, uh, you know, follow this regiment, which I followed. And then in March of 2012, I get on a scale and I'm about 180 some, 185 pounds. And I, go, I signed up to my first 5K in like five years. And I turned in a time of 26 minutes and whatever seconds, 21 seconds, 26, 21 was my time for that 5K. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I couldn't get under 30 minutes before. And I was, I was late twenties and I followed this program and I, and I, and I was like amazed at the time. So then now it's March and I ran a couple of more races. Uh, June came around. It was so hot. I used to hate running in the heat. So I kind of took a break. Well, don't you know, from June 2012 to November 2013, I was back up to 207 pounds. And I was like, it took me a long time, it felt like, to get some of that weight off and get down to the 180s. And within the summer months and football season, I put the weight back on. And so now... It's crazy, like to, to to really look back at it and to track my journey and see how how that happened. So, fast forward it to about 2017 when I when I stopped working with the nutrition company, and then I started to uh, do this elimination process for 30 days, and that was in March, or I'm sorry, that was in April of 2018. In that month. I only lost about seven pounds, but the picture looks like I lost 15 pounds. I'm telling you, um, there's a reintroduction phase, right? To reintroduce the, the foods that you eliminated to see how it affects your body when you do have it. Okay. So let's say, for example, people are, are gluten sensitive. You won't, you would not know that unless you had a gluten sensitivity test or anything like that. However, you can test this out on your own just by eliminating breads, gluten, wheat, uh, all grains. If you eliminate all grains for 30 days and then you reintroduce and see how your body feels, maybe some rashes will disappear. Maybe the bloating in your stomach will disappear. And then you start to reintroduce that after the 30 days and some of those symptoms return. Now you know for sure that that is a, a food group that you should eliminate altogether or have at a, on a very sparingly basis, okay? So if that makes sense. So I did that for 30 days, started to reintroduce the reintroduction fees. Within another week, I lost another six to seven pounds. So in five weeks, I was down to like the mid 170s. So when I started that, I was like 185 again or whatever. And then I, and then I took off uh, 13 to 15 pounds in those five weeks. So I was like, this is amazing, you know? And my runners that I was training, if you ever go into a gym and you might see that person on the treadmill running all the time, but they don't look like they're losing weight. Do you know why? It's not just a simple fact of calories in, calories out. Again, because people that use my Fitness Pal app, it works. It works for, for people. All right. Calculating your calories. It does work. 
just like the nutrition company I work for, that the products do work for some and for me, you know. But again, it's about mindset and understanding how your body responds to certain food groups as well. So a person could be on a treadmill, right? And they get off the treadmill, they burn 300 calories. This is a true story. I took my son to uh, the gym with me, one of my sons. Uh, we went to the gym. He got on the uh, elliptical machine. He burnt about 300 calories in like 45 minutes. He wanted a smoothie. I asked uh, the gym what was in the smoothie. They, they pull out the, the, the menu of the ingredients that's in the smoothie. That smoothie had 500 calories in it. How can a gym sell you a smoothie, a protein shake that's supposed to be healthy, but it has 500 calories in it because they added this extra peanut butter and everything like that, right? Not to mention that now that's just the ingredients that they put in it. Can you imagine like looking at the label of the protein shake that they were using and you can't pronounce 90% of the ingredients that's on there? All those things are harmful for you and just impeding your weight loss. So even when, if you think you have the right, right mindset, there's some things that is in your nutrition that is impeding your progress. But what if you were to uh, keep your nutrition real, making sure that what you ate had nothing but, you know, ingredients that you can pronounce, you know, what if with this, what I call the intermittent fasting incorporated into eating that type of way with real food, no labels. If it does have a label, it's something that you can pronounce like two or three ingredients, okay? So what if you were able to take that and then you were to add intermittent fasting with it? And I'm telling you, we're going to have plenty of time to talk more about how these things um, go together like pieces of a puzzle. So sometimes you can be running and you can get that schedule down, but you're eating out of control. You're burning these calories and you're just hungry now, right? So you start eating some things and some of them are not good. It might be pizza. Everybody's having pizza on Sunday and you just finished running five miles or 10 miles and you're like, you know what? I'll just burn it off tomorrow. I got a long distance run tomorrow. But then you're stuck. You're not getting the desired result that you've been looking for. Like that person on the treadmill that doesn't change. Okay? Think about it. If you're going to expend that energy running and and doing things like that, you want to make sure you're getting the best results. So what you eat is highly, highly tied to that. Picking a window that works for you. Now, I'm transitioning into the intermittent fasting portion. With intermittent fasting, it's about closing your windows and opening your eating windows. Very, I love this topic. First of all, when I did the elimination uh, diet in 2018, I was researching intermittent fasting, listening to that, listening to podcasts, listening to uh, YouTube videos, learning more about intermittent fasting. And it was something that I, that I was like intrigued by. And so I did another round of this elimination process in September of 2018. And I was incorporating intermittent fasting at the same time. I was only eating in a eight hour window. So I would fast for 16 hours, eat in an eight hour window. Just to keep it simple for you, I would uh, stop eating 
at 8 o'clock at night and I would start eating at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And I was always told, we were always told, you got to eat breakfast and boost your metabolism. And, and after you finish uh, after you finish your workout, make sure you get some protein and use these products to get that. And, you know, who really wants you to benefit from eating breakfast? Isn't it the breakfast industry, the pancakes, the cereals, the, the, the little protein shakes to get your day started? Now, what I'm saying right now may not be popular. Okay, I might get some pushback. It's okay. Leave it in the comments or or uh, email me a question so I can answer them on future uh, podcasts. Okay, but my whole goal, my whole purpose of, of telling you that is that these are some things that I researched. It worked for me, and I started sharing it with the people in my running community. Those that those beginners, many beginners that come to my beginning my 5k training program are those that's looking to lose weight and so they're using running as a way to do that and so I just naturally tell them about what's worked for me and they're like that sounds too hard I'm not doing it (laughs) all right no problem but then when they see one person do it and they their mouth hits the floor like she did what okay how do I do this now It might take a month or two before someone buys into it, but once they do, I'm telling you, they are on it, okay? And they they have been getting some great results. One person is down since January. Right now, today is uh, June 9th. She's down almost 40 pounds, at least 35 pounds. I guarantee you if I reach out to her tomorrow, she'll she'll say she's down like 39 pounds, pushing, pushing, uh, pushing 40 pounds. But the crazy thing is from from June of last year, so she started to do something on her own, but then she really started getting better results when she connected with me again in January of 2019. She started to lose, she lost like 10 pounds or something before. So really, she probably is down 40 pounds because she just posted last week that she is so happy to be down 50 pounds since last June, okay? That's amazing, guys. And because of that person, maybe we'll have her on the podcast one day. Um, uh, but because of that person, several other people saw her results and then they started it. And another one of our members, she's down 25 pounds since February. So the stuff I'm talking about, you know, it, it's simple. It's basic. We all could do it. But what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And so that's my time for today. Um I'll give you guys some ways to connect with us. Um, just wanted to make sure that I, I got everything. See, again, I don't have a script. I started to type out some stuff, but uh, I'm going to keep everything real with you guys. And if I mess up, I mess up. And just want to have a conversation, okay? And I would love for you guys to be a part of the conversation. You can friend me, Tadris Parker, T-A-D-R-I-S on Facebook and get involved in some of our groups. One of the best ways to connect with me um, is go to our website as well. It's run to the best you.com. And I may have not mentioned that, but that is the name of our organization that we started back in 2013. It's called keep calm and run to the best you. I've started doing some YouTube vlogs of running intermittent fasting and weight loss. And just recently I said, you know what? I've been I've been thinking about it for a while. I tried to do a podcast in the past, but um, 
it had a different premise. I feel like this topic is something that people really would like to know about how to do intermittent fasting, what to do for weight loss. And for those that are into running or some, some of you that may, there's a lot of people out there that says, I wish I could run. I'm just not a runner. You know how many times I've heard that? We've been helping people since 2013. We've heard it a lot. We've helped uh, people uh, over 300 pounds run 5Ks. We helped uh, a lady in her 70s cross a, a 5K event. She walked the whole thing, but she was 72 years old, guys. Knee replacements, hip replacements, screws in her back, and she was able to do it. It just goes to show you what you can do with the right motivation, and that's what I intend to do with our podcast, anything that I touch. When I go on Facebook and we do motivational videos, uh, we go live on Facebook with motivational videos. We do a Keeping It Real 7-Day Challenge. You can feel free to jump into that. In fact, go to runtothebestyou.com right after this podcast and hit the Grab Your Free Nutritional Guide and learn more about the elimination elimination um, process and take us, you know, do a seven day challenge. I like to let in all my videos and anything that I'm on, even our group sessions with a motivational quote. And this motivational quote is from Susan Powter. The habits that took years to build do not take a day to change. So remember that we don't want to try to get the quick fix in this podcast. We talked about today. Uh, gastro bypass surgery and again anyone that that has done that it's it's still a process okay I don't want to categorize that as a quick fix Uh, but again use it to the best that uh, use it as a way to get started but what if we were able to show you that you don't need that you know, what if we were able to show you how you can get these results that you're looking for without going under the knife? And for those that have had gastric by- bypass surgery, continue to to push towards those goals of keeping the weight off. It's not easy. You need people in your corner that is going to help uh, to inspire you, to motivate you. You know, read publications like you know, Runner's World Magazine, or go to runtothebestyou.com and look up some of our blogs. You'll see I'm starting to write blogs on the power of one and how one person can change a whole family, a whole community, okay? Um, some people go to weight loss products, you know, someone's watching sports and there'll be something, hey, get, get your testosterone, it's all in this pill, Okay? Remember, the habits that took years to build do not take a day to change. The answer of higher testosterone isn't in this one particular pill, and now you're going to be ripped, okay? Did you know intermittent fasting helps boost testosterone? Yes, okay? So, that's my time for today. Thanks for listening, and remember... The best way to predict the future is to create it. So create memories with me, listen to our podcast, share it with your friends, and connect with us on Facebook. Thanks. That's my time for today.